Praise the Lord, everyone. It is so awesome to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. And uh, come into his presence with thanksgiving in our hearts and enter into his courts with praise. Such a beautiful day. The sun is shining sweet and beautiful and the sun rays are reaching down and grabbing up more water so it can send it back down to us later. You know, I like God's plan the way he does stuff. You know, the sun rays pull the water up, goes through the clouds, through the filter, back down again to give us good, clean water all over again. Man, God is just so awesome. Amen. The things that he does for us, you know, and when you begin to, you know, I I quote this scripture a lot of times, you know, from Psalms 19. It says, you know, the heavens declare the glory of the Lord and the firmament show forth his handiwork stand today at utter speech. And night unto night it show forth knowledge, you know. All you got to do is is sometimes just go out and stand in your yard or just go out and look up at night or Early in the morning, just see what God is doing. Sometimes, you know, when it's like the fall and the winter of the time and you go outside and you stand in your front yard and you look up in the sky and it's a beautiful night. You can see the stars. You can see the big dipper. You can see the little dipper and and stuff, you know. And uh, one of the things I always look for is, <clears throat> you know, when I was in Vietnam, I was part of a, an organization. It's called the Americal Division and is a blue patch with with four white stars and those four white stars is right to the right of the big dipper and the way the patch came about the they say that a soldier was sitting in his foxhole one night in new caledonia and he looked up in the air and he he was focusing on the big dipper and the little dipper and he saw those four stars the way they were sitting and he took a piece of little scratch paper he had and he drew you know this design and he puts those four stars in there and he took it to his commander and he says, I think our organization should be called the Americal division and based on those stars, you know? And so when I look up sometimes and I see that, I think, wow, you know, isn't God good. Amen. The heavens declare the glory of the Lord and, and the firmaments show forth this handiworks day Unto day they utter speech, and night unto night they show forth knowledge. There's no speech nor language that their voices is not heard. His truth has gone into the ends of the earth, and his lines unto the end of the world. And in them have he set a tabernacle for the sun, whose going forth is as a bridegroom cometh out of his chamber, and rejoices as a strong man to run race. His going forth is to the ends of the heavens, and the circuit unto the end thereof. And there is nothing hidden from the heat of it. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimonies of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoice in the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure and light in the eye. The fear of the Lord is clean, doing forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them are their servants warned, and in keeping of them is great reward. Who can understand his error? Keep back thy servants. From secret faults. Let not presumptuous sins have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright and shall not be offended with the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength 
and my Redeemer. Amen. What a God we serve. Amen. So we want to go to prayer tonight, opening up tonight. Amen. We want God to, to help our nation and the people of our nation and our military men and women around the globe. Amen. And our allies and everyone. Amen. That God would bind this pandemic. Amen. And, and give us directions and wisdom and knowledge how to operate and live through this thing. Amen. Father, we come before you again, giving you thanks again tonight. God, if I have it a million tongues, I couldn't praise you enough for your goodness and kindness and mercy towards us, God, because you are truly good and your mercy is everlasting and your truth and do it to all generations. Father, I don't have enough praise and thanks to give you for all that you do for us, God. But, Lord, I know you know all things about us, oh, God. Your word tells me, Lord God, that you set high and you look low, God, and that the eye of the Lord run to and fro to assure itself strong upon them that fear you. Lord, we are thankful tonight. Uh, and, Father, I bind this through coronavirus and the things that are coming against your people in the name of the Lord Jesus. I plead your blood, Father, upon every one of your children, every one of your children's household, every one of your children, God, their employment, oh, God. Whatever they're going through, I plead your blood over them tonight, Lord God. Those that may be discouraged tonight, God, I plead your blood over them. Those that may be fearful tonight, I plead your blood tonight, oh oh God, again, uh, because there's none like you, Jesus. And I ask you to go into every hospital ward and every nursing home, God, today, and in every God place where you're ne- you're needed, oh God. And I pray right now, Lord, that you would hear the prayer of your children tonight, Lord God, and that you would touch them, Lord God, and you would comfort them. Oh, God, let them realize that your word is forever established in the heavens above and and the earth beneath, and they can turn to you at any moment, oh, God. So we are asking you tonight, God, to touch your children, Lord. Lead them, guide them, and direct them according to your perfect will, and we will give you glory and honor and praise and thanksgiving. Be with our missionaries tonight, God. Touch each and every one of them and their families, our military men and women, Father, and their families. Please keep your hand upon them, Lord, our president and his cabinet. Direct them, Lord, our congressmen and senators. Direct them, oh God, our judges, oh God, and those in the government tonight. Lord, I pray that you give them wisdom and knowledge and understanding. God, you said in your word that they that rule over men must rule just ruling in the fear of God. Oh, God, we need you, Lord God. I know, Lord, that sometimes it just doesn't make sense, oh, God, how some people can be so foolish, oh, God, but I know that all things do work together for good to them that do love you and to them who are called according to your purpose. And we will not lean to our own understanding, but in all our ways we will acknowledge you, Lord, so that you will direct our paths. And we thank you tonight, God, for your love and kindness and for your tender mercies over us. Amen. Praise God. There's an old song that says there's a new name written down in glory and it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. And the white robe angels sing a story that a sinner has come home. Oh, there's a new name written down in glory. (laughs) Hallelujah. And it's mine. Praise God. Well, there's a new name written down in glory, 
man is mine. Oh, yes, is mine. And the white robe angels sing a story. A sinner has come home. For there's a new name written down in glory. And is mine. Oh, yes, is mine. With my sins forgiven, I am bound. For heaven never more to roam. I was once a sinner, but I came pardon to receive from my Lord. This was freely given, and I found that he always kept his word. Oh, there's a new name written down in glory. And is mine. Oh, yes, is mine. And the white robe angels sing a story. A sinner has come home. For there's a new name written down in glory, and is mine, oh yes, is mine. With my sins forgiven, I am bound for heaven never more to roam. I was humbly kneeling. At the cross, fearing not but God's angry frown, when the heavens opened and I saw that my name was written down, for there's a new name written down in glory and is mine oh yes is mine and the white robe angels sing the story a sinner has come home oh there's a new name written down in glory, and is mine, oh yes, is mine. With my sins forgiven, I am bound for heaven, never more to roam. Well, in the book is written, saved by grace, oh, the joy that came to my soul. Now I am forgiven, and I know by the blood I am made whole. For there's a new name written down in glory, and is mine, oh yes, is mine. And the white robe angels sing the story, a sinner has come home. 
Lord, there's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine, oh yes, it's mine. With my sins forgiven, I am bound for heaven never more to roam. Oh, when the book is written, saved by grace, oh, the joy that came to my soul. Now I am forgiven, and I know by the blood I am made whole. For there's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine, oh yes, it's mine. And the white robe angels sing the story, a sinner has come home, for there's a new name. Written down in glory, and is mine, oh yes, is mine. With my sins forgiven, I am bound for heaven, never more to roam. Hallelujah, God. Oh, I praise you, Lord, for that new name. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God, I praise you. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing of your mercy. Hallelujah, God, I bless your glorious name. I praise you for your love and kindness, your mercy, God, and all that you do for us, Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for that new name that's written down in glory tonight. Amen. What is white robe angels are singing a story. That a sinner has come home. Praise God. The Bible tells me that the angels in heaven rejoice over one sinner that repents. Praise God. So, amen. Aren't you glad your name is written down? Do everything you can to make sure it stay there. Amen. You can be seated tonight. We want to get right into our lesson. Amen. Again tonight. <clears throat> amen. Our God is so good. Amen. Praise God. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 10. Amen. If thou faint in the day of adversities, thy strength is small. Amen. If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. Now, we've already seen last week as we was, was studying this lesson and we're starting to lay the foundation here. We already know through scriptures that calamities, that uh, misfortunes, uh, conditions, unfavorable conditions, trials, and troubles are going to come. We we already have determined that through the Scripture, through the reading of God's Word, that things are going to come. So we, if knowing that things are going to come, what should we do? We should prepare. We should be prepared. Amen. There's an old saying, proud, proper planning prevents poor performance. Amen. We need to make sure that we prepare. Amen. That's what God is talking about. We know we're getting ready to go to heaven, so we need to prepare for heaven. When you look at the stories that Jesus has told, the parables that he told, most of them is to try to show you the importance of being prepared. 
if you looked at the parable about the sower went for the sow seed, you began to see, he says, some fell by the wayside, some fell among rocks, some fell among thorns, but some fell on the good ground. And he's trying to get you to get your heart right. Is what God is wanting us to do. He wants us to have a right heart so that when we hear his word, his word, there will be nothing that stop his word from getting into our hearts so that we become fruitful in the things of God and to become like him. So we have to prepare. We don't have time, my brothers and sisters, to sit back on our Lord's on our backside and just take it easy and think we've made it. No, no, no. We have to prepare. We've got to study to show ourselves approved unto God. Workmen that needeth not be ashamed, we've got to rightly divide the word of truth. We've got to hide the word of God in our hearts so that we can make it. You can handle afflictions. Amen. As a child of God, you can handle. The book has already told us how to do it. That's the key thing. Amen. We don't need to lean to our own understanding. We go to the experience and the outline that God has already given us and we follow it so that we know how to do what God is asking us to do. Now, last week we saw the importance of prayer. Prayer for a child of God is so critical and so important. Luke 18.1, Jesus says, I would, amen, he spake the parable unto this, that men ought to do what? Always pray and not to faint. Amen. He's giving you an example here that men ought to always pray and not to faint. This is why Paul would write to the church at Thessalonica, pray without ceasing and everything, give thanks. And everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made on the God and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. See, because afflictions will cause you to wander away. It will cause you to lose focus where you're headed. Amen. Adversities and things start coming into your life. It can cause you to lose focus of what God is asking us to do and what he's asking us to become. So if I pray, it helped me stay focused on the things of God and I won't give up. As Paul says in Galatians 6, 9, let us not be weary and well doing for in due season we will what? Reap if we faint not. Amen. You, as a child of God, why are you going to faint? Why are you going to quit? Why are you going to give up? Amen. When you're going through stuff, greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. You've got more power than what you know what to do with. Amen. That's why Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.7, God did not give you the spirit of fear. He's giving you power. He's giving you love. He's giving you a sound mind. Amen. You're not crazy just because you're going through something in your life. Doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong because you're going through things in your life. It might be, and we'll see some scriptures here in a few minutes, but you've got to realize that if we're going to be a partaker of Christ, then we have to prepare to suffer through some things. You've got to go through some things in your life. This is war. You're in a spiritual battle, and so by being in a spiritual battle, that makes you a soldier of the cross. That makes you a soldier in God's army. 
And soldiers have to train. Soldiers has got to go through things that sometimes is unpleasing. It, it rains on soldiers. It get cold on soldiers. Amen. You're in the dark. Amen. Did you know that that's what afflictions are? There is dark times. And you're going to have to go through the dark. And sometimes you got to go through your dark by yourself. Some of the most fearful times, Brother Jesse, in this guy's life at 17 and a half years old, amen, going through infantry training, they would take you out to the field in the dark and give you a compass and a map and drop you off in the nowhere you don't have a clue where you're at. And you got to find all these points going through the woods at night and you hear everything in the night. Do you know why you hear everything in the night? Because the Bible tells you in Psalms 104, verse 20, it says, All the beasts creep forth in the night. Everything starts creeping forth. The deer comes out. You know, the possums comes out. The cones comes out. You know, snakes. Everything comes out. That's why when you're out there in the night, you hear everything. You know, they're going forth. Why do you think you wake up in the morning and so many deers ran over in the road at night? You know, it's because they creep forth. They're going forth. See, so afflictions is like that. It's a time of darkness. See, but that's why you've got to cling to God. That's why the psalm says that thy word is a lamp to my feet, is a light to my pathway. See, you can get through this thing if you just hold on. So some of the scariest moments in my life was out in that woods in a place that I'd never been before in my life, had no clue trying to find things in the middle of the dark, you know, with only a flashlight. You couldn't turn the flashlight on, you know, unless you was covered up under your poncho so it don't give out any light because the enemy could find you and beat you up, see. So you had to learn how to navigate with your night vision devices. Give your eyes time to adjust in the night where you can see. People don't realize that. You know, if you get, don't get light in your eye, you, you can walk through the woods and see exactly where you're going just as like you're walking in today. You give your eyes time to readjust. It's the same way when we're going through afflictions. You've got to give your eyes a chance to adjust to the darkness so you can see what you're going through and what you're facing and what is before you. Look at Job real quick here. Let me see if I can find the scripture here. Amen. I done got off track, so I got to go go to my notes now to try to find. Uh, give me a second here. If I get lost, we'll come back, okay? Is that all right? Go to Job chapter 23, verse 10. Job 23, verse 10. I done got off track tonight with my notes, so y'all gonna, we're gonna have some fun here, okay? Job 23, starting with verse 10. Job says, but he knows the way that I take. 
When he have tried me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot have not hit, have held his steps. His ways have I kept and not declined. Neither have I gone back from the commandments of his lips. I have steamed thy word of his mouth more than my necessary food. But he's on one mind, and who can turn him? And what his soul desire, even that he doeth. For he performeth the thing that is appointed for me, and many such things are with him. Therefore am I troubled at his presence. When I consider, I am afraid of him. For God maketh my heart soft, amen, and the Almighty troubleth me, because I was not cut off before the darkness, neither have he covered the darkness from my face. Amen. Job says, God has not removed the darkness. He didn't stop it. Amen. He's not going to stop it. He's not going to stop afflictions from coming. Amen. He's not going to stop trials and circumstances coming into your life. So you need to get through how to deal in the dark. But notice what Job says. He knows the way that I take. And when I'm tried, I'm coming forth that is gold. Notice what Job says here. He says, neither have I gone back. Amen. Verse 12. From the commandments of his lips, I have steamed his words of his mouth more than my necessary Food, amen. So in the darkness, I gotta have the word, amen, because it's the light. It is what gives me hope, is what gives me direction, is what shows me, amen, how to get through things in my life. So in my prayer time, and I'm talking to God, I've got to realize that I've got to learn how to trust God. Amen. I know the scripture tells us Jesus says, when you pray, ask, it shall be given to you. Seek, you shall find, and knock, the door shall be opened unto you. Can I ask you a question tonight? How many times do you wait for the answer? God says, ask, seek, and knock, and the door be open. We pray and we ask God to do things. But we don't wait for him to give us the answer. God is, God is, is, it may not say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to let you develop so you learn. So here, here's the keys. Here's the directions that I want you to do for your problem and your situation. But we're waiting on God to do it. And God says, No, I want to give you the instructions. I'm going to give you the map. You go out and do it yourself. That's what problem solving is. You recognize the problem. You gather information about the problem. You establish courses of actions. You select the best course of action. You analyze the course of action. You implement the course of action. And you follow up and see if it works. God wants you to learn how to do it yourself. He wants you to learn how to fix it for yourself so that the next time you encounter things in your life, you know how to get through it by yourself. He's not going to remove the darkness. You know why? Because you're the light of the world. 
You're supposed to be able to see where you're going. You're supposed to be able to see what you're going through. You're supposed to be able to see what you're facing in your life so that you can get a hold of it, so that you know how to deal with it as it comes on the scene here. Amen. You Afflictions are going to come. The Bible tells us many are the afflictions of the righteous. Psalms 34, 19. But the Lord, what? He delivers us out of them all. God has given us the direction. He's already given us the way of escape. Amen. Notice what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. There have no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but with the temptation also make a way of escape. So that you're able to bear it. See? Temptations are going to come. That's what the, why Satan is called the tempter. He tempted Jesus as soon as he was in the wilderness. When did he tempt Jesus when he was in the wilderness? When he's weak. Forty days, forty nights without food, without drink. That's when he went to him. See, when you're at your weakest points. See? That's when he's going to come to you to tempt you. This is why you've got to have the word of God hidden in your heart. These afflictions and these distresses that keeps coming into your life and griefs and miseries that keeps happening. You've got to learn how to deal with it. Notice what James says in James 1 verse 2. My brethren, jump up and down and, and do the hokey pokey. And turn yourself around. Because that's what it's all about. You put your big head in. You take your big head out. You take your big head in. You shake it all about. You do the whole holy poly and you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. You do the holy poly, right? That's what, huh? Holy pokey. Oh, I, I thought it was the holy poly. <laughs> but whatever. But you got to get excited. See, so James says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith work at patience. But let patience have her perfect works, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you like wisdom, let him ask of God. Who give it to all men liberally and unbraideth not, and it shall be given unto him. See, you need wisdom to get through the dark. You need the wisdom to get through the trial. That's why we saw last week in Proverbs 2.10, when wisdom is in your heart and, and understanding is present, discretion shall keep thee and knowledge shall preserve you. You need to have it. So count it all joy here. Praise God. So, when you're going through your afflictions or your persecutions or any trial of any kind that comes into your way, amen, you have got to learn how to be excited. These are verses that's going to come. Why do they tell us to do that? Get cheerful. To be in calm delight and gladness. Why do they tell us that? Notice what Peter says in 1 Peter 4.12. He says, 
Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you, as though some strange thing is, has happened unto you. Notice, he said, don't think you are being picked out. He said, don't think it's because you've been acting up and wrong and foolish. He says, no. He said, don't think it's strange concerning the trials that's going to come to your life. As though some strange things happen to you. He says, but I want you to what? Rejoice. Be cheerful. Be happy about it. Be glad. Why? Inasmuch as you are a partaker of Christ's suffering, that when you His glory shall be revealed, ye may also be glad with exceeding joy. Get excited about some things in your life. That's what edifies you. That's what builds you up. That's what strengthens you so that you can keep going. God has not forgiven, forgotten you. His ways are not my ways. His thoughts are not my thoughts. He knows the things that I have need of. So Peter says, count it all joy, James says. Amen. Because we're becoming a partaker. So ha ha. Now we see. The key to handling this thing. Amen. Now we see how to handle it. Rejoice. You want to give the devil a headache? Rejoice when you're going through things. Amen. He will have a nightmare because he thinks he's got you down, but you are rejoicing. Amen. Praise God. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 12, 2, it says, Looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners, lest you be weary, and what? Faint in your mind, in your thoughts. You give up. Consider Jesus. Have you considered eternity lately? Have you considered Calvary lately? Amen. See, we got to stay focused on the cross. We've got to realize that Jesus died that we might live. This is why you need to keep your focus on Calvary. So you can see he endured all the way to the end. And Jesus says, see that no man steal your crown. You can make it, my brothers and sisters. Just hang in there. Get into the habit of get excited about some things. Don't be sitting around you know, looking like a possum eating persimmons. You know, started rejoicing in the Lord. Get excited. About some things. Amen. We, we've got to realize that God is with us. So when adversities come, rejoice. He's going to make a way of escape. And it's His Word 
Notice what the psalmist says in Psalms 119, verse 50. Psalms 119, verse 50. This is my comfort and my afflictions. For thy word has quickened me. Notice. This is my consolation. This is my reassurance, the psalmist is saying. Here is my peace. Here is my ease when I'm in adversity, when I'm going through temptations, when I'm going through trials, when I'm going through trouble. He says, here's my comfort, the word of God. It has quickened me. And in other words, it vivifies me. It enlightens me. It, it gives me new life. It brings me excitement. It shows me with giving me cheer and joy because the word of the Lord will never fail me. It's always there. That's why Paul says in Romans 15, 4, that the things uh, which was written for was written for our learning that we through faith and comfort of the Scripture would find hope. Amen. We've got hope in the Word of God. And praise God. It's an anchor. What does Hebrews 6, 13 says? But we have an anchor of hope, both sure and steadfast. Amen. Which is hooked to the veil. Amen. We've got to realize that We've got a word in the word, amen, that will get us through anything. That's our way of escape is the word of God. If we just cling, when we read these stories, we can't forget them. What God, how he brought them out before. If God brought Israel out before from their trials, their circumstance, their troubles, and Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, he's going to bring you out. Amen. As Moses says, God did not bring you out to leave you. He brought you out to bring you in. We're going to a better place. Yes, we're going to go through some things in our life. Yes, we're going to face some things in our lives. But we've got a word from the Lord God Almighty. Amen. So this is my comfort right here in my affliction. The Word of God, it strengthens me, it enlightens me, it encourages me, it gives me strength that I need. As the songwriter says, he gives strength to me as I worship him, as my heart is filled with praise. Jesus breaks the bands when I lift up my hands. He gives glorious victory. I've got a God who with his angels watches over me. I've got a God who with his angels keep my enemies beneath my feet. I've got a God who's with me when I'm sick uh, and when I'm feeling well. And my God will never fail. All i got to do is just go to the Word of God. Amen. And I can lift myself up. Uh, amen. Notice what the psalmster said again in Psalms 42. Amen. As the deer or as the heart uh, pants for the water brook, uh, so my soul panteth uh, for thee, O God. My soul thirsts for God. For the living God, uh, 
where shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night. Why they continue to say to me, where is thy God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise. With the multitude that kept the holy day. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, I shall yet praise him who is the help of my continence. Amen. I've got to just keep praising God because that's what the word tells me to do. This is my comfort. Thy word has quickened me. It'll get you up, Jesse. I'm telling you, man. It'll make you run through a troop and leap over a wall. This Jesus stuff is great. Man, no matter what you're going through, he can get you through it. No matter how dark it is. Christ in you, oh light. What does the Psalms say in Psalms 139? The night and day is just the same to God. He said the night shining as the day. Amen. You can see what you're going through. Just don't lean to your own understanding. Stop and think about it. Amen. Notice Psalms 119. Again, verse 65 through 72. I know you guys have been reading these Psalms, dude. You've been reading the Bible through, man. I know you like me. You just get this word, man. You just get up in the morning. You just run and jump and leap and shout, kick the dog out the way because it's so exciting. Right? Dogs be even getting the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I just joking. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm telling you, you have a good time. You just worship God. You just get excited about the Word of God because He's trying to get you through these things. That's why He says, this is my comfort. Notice this, Psalms 119, 119, verse 65 through 72. <clears throat> Thou hast dealt well with thy servant, O Lord, according unto thy word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I have believed thy commandments. Watch this. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now have I kept thy word. Thou art good and doest good. Teach me thy statutes. The proud had forged a lie against me, but I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is fat as grease. <laughs> Man, we can fry some bacon. But I delight in thy law. It is good for me that I have been afflicted. <laughs> Why? That I might learn thy statutes. The law of my mouth is better unto them than a thousand's gold and silver. So notice what the psalmist said. He said, before I went astray, or before I was afflicted, he said, I went astray. Okay, now, so you get too far from the head, you get too far from God, he has a way to get you back. Now you understand reading this scripture what happened to the prodigal son, don't you? He went astray, but when he hit his afflictions, 
what did he do? He came to himself. And he said, this is what I'll do. I'll rise, I'll go home to my dad. And I says, Father, I've sinned against heaven and earth, and I am no longer to be called your son. Make me one of your hired servants. Say, now I learn how to keep thy word. Say, you go astray, God has a way to get you back. So you don't want to, you don't want to learn the school of hard knocks. <laughs> you, you don't want to have to go through that to get back. So he said, now I have learned thy word. So sometimes our afflictions could be of our own doing because we have strayed away. You walk away from God. He has a way to get you back. Amen. The afflictions. He has a way. Amen. Israel. Is an example. Look at them. Every time they kept straying away, what happens? They get afflicted. And then they say, we're going to do what God says. They come back. The next generation shows up. They stray right back away again. They get afflicted. They come back. See, we have to learn. You don't want to learn the hard way, the school of hard knocks. That's one of the reasons they highly recommend if your kids as teenagers get arrested by the cops and go to jail, you know what they recommend, highly recommend, that you let them sit in jail for two days. Don't go get them. They said do not go get them because they will not learn a thing. So let them sit in jail for at least two days before you go get them out so that they learn there's consequences to the decisions that they make and the people they hang around. You go astray, God has a way to get an affliction. Sometimes people need to wake up. Amen. The psalmist says, oh, how I love that. It's better than my food to my lips. Amen. We've got to do what God's Word says so that we can get through this thing. Amen. Psalms 119, verse 92 to 93. Amen. Notice what he says, man, in the other passage. He says, it's good for me to be afflicted, that I've been afflicted. So I learned how to keep the statutes. The statues of the Lord are what? Right. Rejoice in the hearts. See? It gives my heart rejoicing when I get through things. God understands. He understands what we face, what we're going through. And as we saw last week in Hebrews 12, whom the Lord loveth, he chases it. In other words, God is going to give you a spanking because he's our heavenly father, Sister Mary. When I do wrong, as pastor do wrong, you know what? God spanks me. Oh, yeah. I get drugged through the cold sometimes. I get a good spanking every night. <laughs> you know, things I might say or things I might do that is not right. God has no problems with correcting me. And I would not expect nothing less as my Heavenly Father. Amen. We have to realize that God has my best interests at heart. Amen. 
so that I would keep his statutes and so I would keep his words. Psalms 119, 92 and 93. Unless the law had been my delights, I should have, should been, should then have perished in my affliction. I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. Amen. The law of the Lord is perfect. It converts the soul. See, that inward man, God wants to correct it. God wants my soul. That's why the John says in the third John, he says, I'm praying that your whole soul, mind, and spirit be preserved blameless until the coming of the Lord. See, God wants that inward man renewed day by day. Amen. It's, that's what Paul says. It's the light afflictions. They're only for a moment, but they're working in you a more eternal and exceeding weight of glory. You see, God has our best hearted at mind. Amen. Uh, he wants that inward man to always be excited. Though this outward man perish, yet my inward man has got to be renewed day by day. And this is why I've got to get a hold of the word. I've got to hide it in my heart. His laws, his commands, his concepts, his precepts, his, his statutes, uh, his judgments. Uh, I want to have it in my heart. Uh, it's so it enlightens me, so it opens me, so I can see what I'm going through, what I'm facing, so it doesn't destroy me. So when God is trying to speak to me and God is trying to show me what is going on and what is happening, I am ready to receive his word into my heart. I'm ready to receive his instructions so that I know how to deal with situations that come. That's why the Lord says, I wisdom dwell with prudence and I find out knowledge of witty inventions, the fear of the Lord. Is to hate evil, pride, arrogancy, and the evil way to forward mouth do I hate. He says, counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me, kings ring and princes decree justice. By me, princes rule and nobles and all the judges of the earth. I love them that love me, and they that seek me early shall find me. Riches and honorers with me, yea, doable riches and righteousness. All my fruit is better than gold, yea, than much fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. I lead in the way of righteousness, and the path in the mix of the judgment of them that seek me shall find me, and I will feel their treasures. Wisdom. Amen. This word will get us through. You got to pray. You don't grow weary in well-doing. You don't faint. You don't quit when you're going through things. A just man falls seven times. He gets up again. So Job says, he, he did not hide the darkness from me. He didn't cut it off. When you look at Job's writing, Job says when he's going through his dark times, Job said, I wished I'd have died before I ever got out of my mother's womb. He is really going through his dark times. He's, he's really facing it. But Job had prayed. He had laid foundation from the onset. 
He says, my kids might be sinning against God. And as a result, Job had established a prayer. Amen. And you look at Job 4.3. Job's friend says, Eliphaz says, Job, he says, you know what? He says, Job, you have been a helper to so many people. You have strengthened so many people. Amen. And he says, so now, but Job, what you're going through is not uh, not right for a person that of your statute. That's what Job had said in the third chapter. The things which I greatly feared has come upon me. I was not in secret. I had not rest, and yet trouble came. Because why? He had helped so many other people through their trials, through their troubles, through the things they had went through. So when you're helping other people going through things, how many of you like me said, boy, I sure hope this never happens to me. I never hope this never happened to any of my kids. I hope this never happened to my spouse. I know, I hope this never happened to any of my friends. If you've ever helped anybody through anything of trials and circumstances, you probably have said that. You know, and so as a result, this is what Job says. It's the things which I greatly fear has come upon me. I was not in secret. I was not in safety. And yet troubles came. Say, adversity is going to come. Afflictions are going to come. The Bible already tells us that. So the best thing we can do is prepare. The best thing we can do is get into the habit of establishing a strong, solid prayer life now. Hiding the word of God deep within our hearts and in our minds. Because that's what's going to get us through. It will take us through. That's the way of escape. Because when we study this word and we hide these stories of how God dealt with situations and how God brought them out, it is designed to prepare us in advance. Amen. So that when they do hit, we don't cave in. We don't give up. We are able to stand when things comes against us. Amen. So the psalmist says here, amen, unless the Lord had been my delight. The law of the Lord, that's thy law, had been my delights. What he says, I'd perish with my affliction. If I did not believe that this book was true, I'd have quit a long time ago. I would have been going through so much in my life my life would have been turned completely upside down. But I've read the book. Ha! I've read the book. I've read the book. And I know it tells me of God before me who can be against me. Amen. God is on my side. He will not leave me. That's why the psalmist says, He that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He's my refuge, my fortress, my God, and whom I will trust. Surely He will deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He 
will cover me with his feathers, uh, and under his wings I will trust. Uh, his truth shall be my shield and my buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the errors that fly by day, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, uh, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand shall fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine own eyes shall y'all behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, even my rescue, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, and neither shall the plagues come nigh thy dwellings. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep ye in all their ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon lion and the adder, upon the young lion and dragons shall you trample under feet, because you have set your love upon him, and he will deliver you and set you on high, because you have known his name. You shall call, and I will answer. I will deliver him. I will be with him in trouble. With long life shall I satisfy him and make known to him my salvation. Psalms 91. I'm here to tell you, I've read the book. I don't worry when things go wrong, because Jesus filled my heart with a song. It is amazing what's in the book. Paul says, I have not seen and ear has not heard the things that God has prepared for them that love him. But he's revealed it to us by spirit. That's why you have the Holy Ghost. So you know what the Word of God says. They will lead and guide us to all truth. Amen. We get more truth with the truth. Amen. So we got to hold on to this Word. Unless the law had been my delight, I'd have fainted. Woo! I'd have quit if I didn't know what was in this book. I don't worry what comes my way. Praise God. Like I said last week, you know, when Sister Parker died and she died for me, we were having a party. You know why? Because she said that's what she wanted. So I'm going to have a party. Yeah, I miss her, but I'm going to have a party. Amen. I'm not going to walk around my head down, weeping and boo-hooing. I'm going to have a party. Amen. I'm rejoicing. I'm going to be excited that she's going to be with the Lord. Amen. I'm going to be excited because that's what she wants. She's, don't weep for me. Amen. She already told us. I ain't weeping. I'm going to be excited that she's going to be with the Lord. Praise God. We've read the book. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Got to be excited. Oh, if the law had not been my delight, I'd have painted. I'd have gave up. I would never forget thy precepts. For with them thou has quickeneth me. You brought enlightenment to me. You give you you've livened the old man. Amen. That's why David is saying, What's wrong, soul? Don't you trust God? <clears throat> I'm gonna praise him. I'm gonna praise him. He says, I went to church. 
He said, I went to church with them to keep holy day. Amen. Read that psalm. He says, my tears has been my meat night and day while I continue to say, where is God? They said, where is God? Sometimes when you can't feel God, He's there. That's why you've got to learn how to walk by faith and not by sight. We don't live by feelings. We live by faith. People say, oh, I don't feel God. Guess what? Guess who moved? That's why I tell. Every time somebody tells me they don't feel God, I say, well, guess who moved? He's there. Because he says, you can find me when you seek for me with all your heart. And you put your mind to find him, you will find him. Amen. Praise God. I can remember the first time I went to church, man, the apostolic church, got my hands right there. They said, let's lift our hands and praise the Lord. And I'm lifting up my hands in the church. I never did lift my hands in the church. I didn't know anything about lifting hands. I didn't want to be left out, so I came about right here. And when you know God got to hold me down here, my hands started doing like this down here. Whoa, what in the world is that? God forbid when I stuck them up here like this, man, they got to going like that and stuff. Amen. Couldn't control it. You know? This thing is real. Just love God. That's His desire. Amen. Unless the Lord had been my delights, I should have perished. I'm not going to forget what's in the book. This word. What did the Lord tell Joshua? He said, Joshua, Moses is dead. He says, don't ever let this law depart out of your mouth. That's right. He says, you keep it, you'll be strong, and you'll have good success. Guess what? I took that to heart. If it was his promise, it's mine too. I'm the same kid as he is. He was just way a long time before me. Because the Bible says the things which was written afore was written for my learning. That me, through patience and comfort of this, will have hope. If God was with Joshua and Joshua could stand in the valley and say, Sun, stand still. Moon, get in the valley. And the Bible says, God hearken unto him. Amen. Promises of God are yea, and they're amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. That thou faint in the day of adversity. Thy strength is small. But we want to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Well, life is good because God is. Life is good because I'm his. Springing up new life, growing in the sun, walking hand in hand and having some fun. Life 
is so, so good. Oh, life is good cause God is. Life is good cause I'm here. Springing up new life, growing in the sun, walking hand in hand and having some fun. Life is so, so good. Oh, life is good cause God is. Life is good cause I'm his. Springing up new life, growing in the sun, walking hand in hand and having some fun. Life is so, so good. Oh, life is good cause God is. Life is good cause I'm here. Springing up new life, growing in the sun, walking hand in hand and having some fun. Life is so, so good. Oh, life is good cause God is. Life is good cause I'm his. Springing up new life, growing in the sun, walking hand in hand and having some fun. Life is so, so good. Hey, man, life is good because God is. Amen. Lord, we love you tonight. Father, we truly do appreciate your love and kindness. We thank you for your word tonight, God. Your goodness and mercy is ever established in the heavens above and the earth beneath. May your word always be hidden in our hearts, Father, that we will not sin against thee. And we thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you for your guidance. Thank you for your counsel and might and wisdom and knowledge. We're asking you, God, to please bless your children. Bless the church, oh God, I pray. Continue to strengthen each and every one with your love and kindness and tender mercies. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you Sunday online or in the house. Amen. God bless you.